Live from Orlando, Florida, you're now listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Orlando Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Ozone Podcast brought to you by DraftKings and part of the Basketball Podcast Network. We're your hosts, Al, myself, Anthony. Today is Friday, December 30th. This is officially our last episode of the year. What's up, Al? What's going on? What's up? In today's episode, we are going to do the weekend review where we talk about the Spurs, Lakers, and Detroit game. Um, We're going to jump into um, some hot takes that we got from, from social media and kind of talk about uh, kind of what we are hoping happens in the year 2023. But before we get into that, definitely want to give a quick shout out to our Patreon members, Blake Bickerstaff, Court Cousins, Steven, Danimal, Casey Wood, Fence Fan for Life, Michael Marin, Jamel Miller, Mr. Mikey, Zico, Dylan Holden, Yadi, and Yo Mama Mo Bamba. On that note, bro, 2023, what? are you looking crazy. forward to the most this year has been a crazy crazy ride when we kind of reflect a little bit from this past year we we talk about getting the the number one pick and all the hype that came with that we talk about who the hell is it that we're going to end up drafting <laughs> between chet between your guy jabari between paulo bancaro from the madness that everything happened with that so us finally drafting paulo bancaro and and all the excitement that that has come with and and so far, what's been a roller coaster of a season? When you look forward um, to this now new year of 2023, I mean, what what is it that you're really hoping the Magic end up doing with potentially two draft picks? The Orlando Magic have obviously our draft pick, which you know, if you would have asked us about two three weeks ago, we were in the Wimbanyama race, and then if you were to ask me maybe four days ago, we're like, man, playing. Now we're kind of, you know, dropped back to, to earth a little bit. So we're kind of in that median to where we can kind of fall on, you know, each side. But the Magic also have the Chicago Bulls pick, the top four protected. Um, and the Bulls, they're on the brink of almost blowing it up from what it seems. You know, they're not know. The, the team. I don't know what team, to call it with the Bulls, but it's, yeah, it's, the, it's not it's not pretty out it's there. It's not right pretty. Now. Yeah, they're they're not happy with with the results that they've been getting Zach Levine hasn't been happy and there's been um, already ties with him in Los Angeles. Um, but I mean, the two picks, what are, what are you hoping the magic end up doing there? I mean, first things first, when I look back at 2022 though, real quick, one thing I cannot believe that it's about to end, man. Saturday's already around the corner. We haven't seen Jonathan Isaac play basketball in 2022. You know, what's crazy uh, <laughs> on that, on that note, I, I just want to add because I, I had said this um this this past week that the last time that Jonathan Isaac played basketball for the Orlando Magic in an official capacity, um I didn't have any kids, like none, like no kids, just me and my wife. That's it. We had a dog. Um <laughs> yeah, I got two kids now and we just celebrated my daughter's second birthday. Still no Jonathan Isaac. My daughter has no idea who Jonathan Isaac is. Insane. I mean, she doesn't know who any of the players are just yet. She like points, but just the it's 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 really unreal that we've literally gone this long, and there's still no no GI. And we were we were talking what, like we really thought last year we were supposed to see him by Christmas last by year. Christmas. That was the expectation, right? And then it became from, man. from what from what he said. Yeah, Christmas. 
And then training camp this year, he said, um, I could play now if, if I could. And then it was, I'm a few weeks away from being ready. And then it's now he's practicing. So it's getting there. I'm not going to be negative. It's new year, positive thoughts. But that was my takeaway from 2022. Like, I can't believe I haven't seen Jonathan Isaac play basketball all year long. And here we are, 2023, so on the corner. It is what it is. It is what it is. But talking about next year, um, like you said, the two picks, right? That's always exciting. That's always going to be something we look forward to. Um, believe it or not, here we are thinking about, oh, it's December, right? It's January 1st, New Year. The lottery is five months away, man. Like, it seems like it's so far from now. And then you've got the draft in six months and free agency. So part of me is so excited for what's happening on the court right now. The team is playing a little bit better. Not so much lately, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But they are playing better. We are getting healthier. But a part of me, man, is really excited. And I just want to hit fast forward to the story and just watch what happens at the draft, what happens in free agency. Because two picks, we got cap space. Ross will not be here for sure next year. We were thinking, unless he signs, signs a really team-friendly deal. You for never sure. know. You never know with the Magic. So seems sure. to be in love with Terrence Ross. But then you have guys like Gary Harris, Mo Bamba, who do not have the second year of the new contract they signed guaranteed. So they may not be here next year. And that is all if they don't get traded at the trade deadline. So we have a lot to look forward to as a team over the next five, six months. Um, honestly, though, what makes me the most excited, no matter what happens this year, whether we make the plane or not, whether we win the lottery or not, I think 2023 will be a year of growth for the Magic. And by that, I mean it's a year of truly leveling up. We heard about that in, tra- in training camp. But I really think this is the offseason where that happens because now you got Paolo, now you got Franz. Now you've seen they can actually win when we're somewhat healthy. I think it's time to put the chips on the table, man, and just say, hey, go out there and get the free agents, get the shooters that we've needed for the last eight years, and let's let's make a run at this thing. Like We can no longer play the draft game, the lottery game. It's got to be let's turn the tables here and let's start winning. So I'm excited for that. So all of that has me excited, man. That that two-month period between May and the beginning of July, between that game, the lottery, the draft – those days are long. Those weeks are really long. But when they when they finally get here, it's going to be exciting times for the, for the Magic fan base because I think we're definitely going to see some steps in the right direction. How about you? Yeah, I think so. Also, I, I would agree that I don't expect Terrence Ross to be on this roster next year. It's definitely time for him to um, fly elsewhere. Gary Harris, Mobamba, also players that do not have a guaranteed contract. Um, you know, with, with the addition of two additional draft picks, it's it like guys it's time it is time to consolidate it is it is time to consolidate um so i'm expecting for something to happen i'm definitely this nba trade deadline i'm expecting for um well i'm curious to see what the orlando magic end up doing with the two draft picks does it make sense for us to add two additional young players to this team or does it make sense to draft best player available with whatever your highest pick is and then trade the other one. I, the Magic have a lot of flexibility that they're able to really decide uh, what the best course of um, action is. Um, now, you know, we were going to talk a little bit about this later on. Um, so if if you've been watching, obviously, the last couple of games, the Magic did have a pretty big altercation against the Detroit Pistons um, where Mo Wagner um, ended up getting into it. And this was literally what, maybe 30 seconds left into the second quarter really wasn't a big, like in my opinion, it, it got escalated a lot more than what it was. But if you mm-hmm. saw the replay, 
Um, the ball ended up going towards um, the backcourt where the Detroit Pistons bench was. Mo Wagner was going after it. Killian Hayes, who is a Lakeland native, ended up sprinting to try to beat Mo to the ball. Um, you know, Mo looked to the left, then looked right, saw that he was there. And, you know, Killian was going at full full you know, speed. So he kind of nudge him a little bit with the shoulder. I didn't think that the nudge was that hard. If I'm, if I'm being a hundred percent, I didn't think that it was excessive. Like, I don't, I've reviewed the play like a hundred times. It's not like he extended it, his arm all the way out, but he, he gave the shoulder. It was a dirty play. I mean, let's, let's call it what it is. It was, it was a, a dirty play. Um, But the impact, the speed, you know, him, him intentionally giving him the shoulder, which kind of caused him to to you know go off to the side, and then Dalio comes from behind him and pushes Mo into the bench and cause you know massive massive havoc. Right, you had Magic players from the bench that you know kind of ran over to to help Mo because Mo, from what it looked like, which it was a little weird because like let's be honest, Killian's hit wasn't that hard either. It wasn't like nope. he. He did a full like knocker on him. That it, that wasn't the case. Is he didn't even? I don't. I don't even think he hit him with the fist. It was more like a forearm push to the back of the head, and he just knocked out. Like he just got hit, and then he just kind of fell. And it looked like the Detroit Piston coaches in the back were kind of protecting him a little bit, so nothing was really happening to Mo. But things definitely got heated, and the biggest thing that came out of it was we're like, okay, play Magic players are definitely going to get suspended. Like it's definitely happening, happening because a lot of players that weren't on the court that were sitting in the magic bench went over to defend and and try to get Mo out of there. Which even me, as I'm watching it, I'm like, yo, somebody needs to get Mo out, like completely out. Um, we just got the breaking news right now that the suspensions have been um reported. Al, you want to break that down? Yes, I'm trying to get my my head around what exactly is happening here. But bottom line is <clears throat> eight or the magic players in total were suspended um, for the next... So it starts Friday. It's a one-game suspension. But because the Magic need to have eight players available to play against Detroit, it's going to extend also to the game against OKC next Wednesday. So I'm reading this live as I'm finding out the news here. So Cole Anthony, Mo Bamba, Wendell Carter, RJ Hampton, and Gary Harris, on top of Mo Wagner will not be playing on Friday's game. So tonight's game against the Wizards. So that's interesting. And then you have Kayvon Harris, Schofield, and Franz Wagner, who will not play on Wednesday's game against OKC. So it's a mess. So bottom line is, Mo Wagner got two-game suspension starting tonight against the Wizards. Everyone else I just read will be suspended either for Friday's game against the Wizards or Wednesday against OKC. Um, we fully expected this. Yep. It's now official. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, now that we have it, you know, uh, it's an official thing now. So Killian Hayes, he's been suspended for three games. Diallo will serve one game suspension. Um, an interesting note that I thought was, um, I don't want to say, I don't want to say funny, but it's, I would expect nothing different. I kind of think about like, what would I do in, in that, in that position? And you would think that, you know, automatically you'd be like, yo, I'm a, I'm gonna go over there and I'm a, I'm gonna fight for my teammate. Right. Well, there was one magic player that did not move. <laughs> Stay, he stayed his happy ass right on the bench. Didn't move. And it was Terrence Ross. 
Right? Yep. He was the one and sole Orlando Magic member that stayed on the bench while literally everybody, everybody went to Mo's defense, right? Coaches, Coach Mo's was out there uh, trying to get his players out. The assistant coaches were out there, not Terrence Ross. Um, and I and I, I asked myself, like, why? Why would that be? And um, it's a reminder that the the fee is up to $50,000. Yep. How much these dudes could get charged with 50 grand. Right. That's that's the that's a cap. That's the most amount that the NBA is able to find these guys. And these these fines are coming like suspense. The suspensions yeah. are are here. These fines are coming. And if I'm Terrence Ross, um, I'm married. I got kids at home. Christmas <laughs> is done. I'm about to be a free. I'm about to free. I'm, I'm, I'm about to be a free agent. Like, I'm not trying like. Fifty thousand dollars is just not like you. There's there's already enough help and support. Like, what am I gonna do at that point? What if I if I'm the 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 true only vet on the squad? Yeah, I'm not moving my happy ass either. Like, yeah, I'm just I'm just not. It's it's a fun way of, of you looking at it. I I I looked at it as he knew the rules, which apparently Franz also knew the rules, and the whole team supposedly knew the rules. They knew they were supposed to leave the bench. But because everything happened on the on the Detroit Pistons bench, they felt like they had to go out there and get Mo Wagner out of there any way that they could. So they all left the bench, which I get it. My thought was Terrence Ross knew better. Money, of course. But also, crap, I can't cross this line because if I do, I'm suspended. And I think he's the only one, honestly, that thought that way. Even Coach Mosley was out there getting into it, trying to get Mo Wagner out. And I was actually surprised that Coach Mosley did not get suspended. I, I, I also I thought, expected that. I thought the same thing. So that's kind of uh, interesting because I really thought that the NBA would not want coaches leaving the bench in the in the event of a brawl. So, like you said, the fight, in my opinion, wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, the whole thing escalated. Honestly, shouldn't have gotten to the point that it did. The fact that Killian Hayes landed on the Pistons bench and followed by Mo Wagner landing in there too made it worse than what it actually was. If that would have happened underneath the basket, I don't think it would have been that big of a deal. But it escalated because of that. Um, it's unfortunate, and we'll talk about it why now, because this week we did not have the best of weeks, and now we got this to deal with. So uh, do you want to break down here what happened uh, this past week? Yeah, so this this past this past week was rough, right? Because, um, you know, you're, you're really hoping that the, the, the streak or the, the level of play would continue, right? Um, we, we didn't get that. So this, this past week, we'll start off with that Spurs game. The Magic ended up winning and beating the Spurs. Uh, 133 to 113. Um, that was a game that I was physically at, was able to watch. Um, and the game was pretty tough, man. It was a pretty tough game to watch just because um, the Magic, we weren't playing well in the first few. It wasn't really until that fourth quarter that, you know, we were able to get away with the win. And um, the, this game was funny because, you know, I went with my cousin um, and he's really big into wagering uh, on these games. And um, he asked me, like, should I should I put money on the magic? And this was at close to halftime when the magic were down like 10. And I'm like, yes, 100 percent. There's absolutely no way that we're going to lose this game. Like there's zero possibility because the Spurs, if we don't beat the Spurs, the Spurs will find a way to lose. Oh, it's yeah. just it's just happening. One hundred percent. You know, he ended up winning close to three, four hundred bucks. So um, our tickets were paid for for that game, which was amazing. Um, but I, I say that to say this. 
the Spurs on paper is a team that we're supposed to annihilate completely. And the Magic ended up winning by 20. But in my opinion, while we were losing, in my mind, I'm I'm telling myself, I'm like, man, this is if we're if we're really serious about earning the respect from the rest of the NBA, these are teams that you're supposed to blow out. Like you're supposed to beat them. All right. Um, and we ended up getting that win, which is great. Now we fast forward to the Lakers game. You would think that Lakers on paper is another team that you're supposed to beat. Granted, I know that they have LeBron, they got Westbrook, um, they got Pat Beverly, they got Lonnie Walker. Like, this is a team that you are supposed to beat. And that wasn't the case, man. It was an ugly game from beginning to end. Um, Magic ended up losing 129 to 110. There was even a moment where there was a little bit of altercation with LeBron um, Mm -hmm. and the bench. Um, Nobody really knew what the altercation was about, just LeBron and, and street clothes. Anthony Davis was was with him and and kind of just jabbing at the magic to the whole entire magic bench. Um, We saw videos from different angles and we really didn't know what was going on. Uh, Luckily, Terrence Ross was able to shed a little light and apparently Jalen Suggs was yapping at LeBron. um, And then Caleb Houston was telling Jalen to chill out or whatever. And then LeBron thought that Caleb was talking to LeBron and LeBron was yapping at so-and-so about you better let, let this man know who I am. You so know, it was, it was just weird, man. LeBron, LeBron's an interesting character. He's he's really an interesting character. You know, what's, what's, about, what's, the, what's the point of that? You know, how I feel about LeBron. I've always have felt about this guy, but after hearing what Terrence Ross said about what escalated things and the way that he reacted, so I got so they call a timeout, right? They call a timeout. I'm at the arena. I go to my phone to see what's happening on Twitter. We're playing horrible, so here I am venting. Next thing you know, my wife's like, "Oh, something's happening." I'm like. I can't make out what's going on because I just couldn't make it out. I was kind of far from where it took place. And then I come home and see what actually happened, which is the whole LeBron going back and forth. So I'm thinking it's maybe, you know, Schofield being who he is or Mo Wagner that got into it with LeBron, bumped him, something. There was nothing, bro. Like this dude just legitimately came to our bench, started whining and complaining. And now we know why. Because two Magic players are talking and saying to not talk, to not engage, whatever it may be, with him. Like, what does he have to do with that? The way that he was acting, legitimately, it felt like someone from the bench had said something to him that was offensive about his family, something crazy. No, like nope. nobody even was talking to him. But nope. that's LeBron for you. He loves attention. He loves to seem fake tough, like he's going to do something about it, which he's not. But yeah, that's LeBron for you. Uh, let, don't get me going on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ter- Terrence Ross said in in his perspective that he felt like he was just doing that to kind of get himself going. Um, but it's like, dude, relax, man. Like y'all, y'all got one win over us. Like they're literally sitting at 14 wins. We're at 13 yep. and he's, he's jabbing at us. He's jabbing at a bunch of, you know, 18, 19, 20 year old kids. Like relax. Yeah. Yeah. Then you got, yeah. so then, so to, to that point, Spurs game and Lakers game, we'll talk about Detroit last, but man, like one thing, one constant for me has been the team. I don't know what, what to call it, but. I'm going to highlight one quick thing. Points allowed this past three games. 133, I'm sorry, 113 against the Spurs. 129 against the Lakers. 121 against Detroit. Even against Houston, we won that game last week, if you remember that. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, like, comfortable. We we came back. We fought at the end. We, we got the win. Similar to the Spurs. The Spurs, we won insane. We won eight out of eight in the fourth quarter with three-pointers. 
that's what really blew them out that fourth quarter. But it was a really close game before that. I don't know if it's a team that comfortable. This is a bunch of young guys who knew, hey, Christmas break coming. They had three three game, three days off after that Spurs game. They came back from that knowing, hey, we had fun for Christmas. Now after tomorrow's game against the Wizards, tonight's game, they have, I think it's four nights off. They have Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday off. So it's kind of like going to school or going to work, knowing that you're on vacation. Like nobody really shows up giving an effort. Like, you know, you're going to be out for a few days or weeks. I don't know if that's what's happening with the Magic because defensively, man, they're not showing up. They're not playing hard at all on either end of the floor right now. And even offensively, Markel had been doing such a great job running the offense. Paolo had been balling. You're not seeing that this past few games. Um, one thing I, I I keep saying to myself to kind of make sense of it all is that we, we reintroduced Wendell Carter and Gary Harris to the rotation, right? So we're trying to make him comfortable. We're trying to get used to playing with them. That could be throwing things off a little bit. And that's what I'm going with. That's what I'm going with to just kind of keep myself sane because it doesn't make sense for the Magic to play so well against top-tier teams like the Celtics, the Raptors, the Clippers. And then you come and play the Spurs, the Lakers, and Detroit, even Houston, and you just look like a team completely different. The offense is not there. The defense is not there. No excuse to losing Lakers or Detroit. I expected one of them. Last week under our predictions, I said – we would either win against the Lakers or Detroit, but not both. Two and one. We ended up going one and two. But, man, it, it hurt to see that effort against the Lakers because he was the biggest crowd in Amway, um, Amway Center's history. I don't know how that happened on a Tuesday night, but it happened. And then Detroit, a team that you're supposed to be, one of the worst teams in the NBA right now without Cade, and you allow 121 points, and you lose that game too. Um, and it won't get any better because now with all those players out for the next two games – you could be looking at two more losses coming up here, and now this stretches to four games. It completely undoes all the work you did during that winning streak, if you ask me. So it's rough. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that's a good point. You know, adding Wendell and Gary Harris back in, it kind of, you know, it kind of shakes things up a little bit. But at the same time, you're you're increasing the skill and the level of talent that you have on mm-hmm. the bench. You would think that that would, you know, give the Magic an extra boost. I. I put a lot of the blame on Paulo Bancaro. I think that he's a common denominator. He's, and I don't, I don't, I don't mean it in a bad way. He's just hitting a rookie wall. It's something that you expect. Mm-hmm. You can't expect for, you know, him to come out and drop 20, 25 points every single game. I think we've gotten a little um, used to it um, yeah. and we got, you know, spoiled by it. Um, but you're talking about him. So the Lakers game, the the one twenty nine one ten loss, you know, he only dropped four points against LeBron James, and this was a a team that he was excited to play. He was excited to play against LeBron James. LeBron James was his favorite player, um, and I think that maybe just maybe he got a little starstruck. He got into foul trouble really really early, um, and it just did not get better. Um, and that's the thing, like we rely on on Franz and Paolo Bencaro to to carry the heavy load on the offense. Because what that does is that it opens it opens the floor for everyone else. So the fact that he only had four points, five rebounds, three assists, three assists against the Lakers, I mean he only shot five shots. He was one for five. Terrible. And you can't do that from your best player. Um, even against the Detroit game, you know he he dropped fifteen points, but he was four and twelve from the field. Mm-hmm. So an, another game where you know it wasn't it wasn't that great. You know, and and I honestly I was hyped. 
because going into that Laker game, my guy Apollo came out with the fro. And I'm like, oh man, it's it's that's it. The game is it's about it's to go on. down. I started feeling like you know the the Carmelo Anthony vibes, a young Carmelo Anthony going against LeBron James. Like I was hyping myself up, and we didn't get we didn't get that performance. And yeah, no big deal. One game is against LeBron James, sure, okay. But against the Detroit Pistons, like this team is is not like without Cade Cunningham, they're they're just not. Like it's not it's not what you're expecting. It's just not, and unfortunately, we we weren't able to get done. And I think that what makes what makes the Pistons game so tough is okay. You lose against the Lakers, but if we're being serious about being a playing team, if we're being serious about being respected, then you have to be able to bounce back. Like it's just something that has to happen because you don't get that win. Now you're on the losing streak. Now, especially with the suspensions, we got the Wizards, we got OKC that these are teams that are beatable that now we're going to have a really, really tough time playing against because uh, we, we don't have the the players to be able to battle the way that we need to. Yeah. And I think uh, the game against uh, the Wizards on Friday. So tonight it's going to be probably one of the biggest games for us because they are ahead of us in the standings. We're finally catching up to them some way, somehow they've caught fire lately. They're beating some really good teams. I think they beat the they beat the Suns and the Clippers in the last couple of nights. So they're playing that that magic kind of um, on a little streak. Yeah, like against teams that they're supposed to be losing to. Now they're winning. We into the case we lost against two sub five hundred teams. So had we won those games, would have been kind of keeping up with them. We're not, unfortunately. Um, so we got to win tonight. Um, it's going to be tough. Again, we're missing some key players in this game tonight. Um, but we got to find a way. My hope is Paolo bounces back. My hope is that Markel, who always plays well against the Wizards, his hometown team, that shows up and that happens. And that kind of carries us. And in some way, somehow we can win this game. But my concern is going to be height. We have Wendell missing the game. Mo Wagner missing the game. Bamba missing the game. So who the heck is playing center for us? Ball, ball. That's going to be rough. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I'm I'm okay with the suspensions. Um, it, it is what it is. I'm uh, I joked around earlier about you know if it, if it was me, I'd stay my happy ass on the bench. I'm I'm happy that everyone went out, went you know sprinting out there for for most support. I I think that that shows really really good cohesiveness. I think that it shows um, the team chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I think that that's that's the type of team that you want to be able to have. That's a team that I can be proud of. You know, these last two games they suck, and you don't want your team to to get you know being down like that. But you know, it, those are those are little things that really shows, um, at least at the very least, the character of the team. So if if that's what it comes with, that's what it comes with. Um, I hope that the uh, the fines aren't too bad, and and then we just kind of move forward from there. Is what so it is. We actually. I, uh-huh. We just got those. I just I just retweeted. Oh, let's, um, let's hear it. Let me, let me pull them up real quick. Um, oh, yeah. So Bo- Bobby Marks from ESPN. You want to go ahead and read them? No, no, no. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. What so Mo Wagner, one by one. Mo Wagner, two games, twenty five thousand dollars. Look at this. It, one, it's, it's, it's crazy because twenty five that twenty. You know what you can do with twenty five grand for us little people. All right. Twenty five grand is, is a lot of money. I can pay off a lot of debt. That can buy you a brand new car, cash. Not a fancy car, but it can get you a nice car. Here we go. Wendell Carter, 97000 One game. Gary Harris, 89000 Mo Bamba, 71000 Franz Wagner, 36000 
I thought the cap was fifty thousand. Isn't that what I read? Apparently not. It's a one game suspension. So whatever that, that game you miss, I think they do uh, a, okay. a, a rate a percentage of your salary, and that's what that is. Um, Cole Anthony, twenty-four thousand. RJ Hampton, sixteen thousand. And this really makes me happy, actually. Schofield and Kevon Harris, three thousand dollars. Dude, that makes like, me happy. That's like seventy percent of their contract. No, no, chill. They they make it, I think it's like 140, 150,0. My thing is this. I was really concerned because imagine that salary and imagine it was 50k they got hit with. That would have sucked. I would have assumed the magic would have picked up the fee and paid it themselves, but I was happy to see it was only three grand uh for the two of them, but a lot of money leaving magic players' wallets um because of this fight. What's going on, Magic fans? The NBA season is heating up, and there are still so many unknown. When I'm looking to get on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pre-game money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, sign up with code TBPN, Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And and you obviously see what, what players now on that list. Terrence Ross now $1. T. Ross kept his money. That's a vet move right there. Yeah. Veteran. That's why, he, that's why he's buying Lombos and stuff like that because he's – So, so I got I to I rewatch it because um, 97,000, Wendell Carter. My, my man's only been back for two games, and he's already <laughs> 97K. It's ridiculous. Just like that, man. That's insane. You know what the fun part is? Like, nothing really exciting happened. It's not like, like Wendell went out there and threw a guy on the floor. Like, no, like he just – Left the bench. Like, come on, man. If I would have known that and that was Wendell, I would have at least push somebody to the floor. Like, all right, just just to get my money's worth. <laughs> all right, here. So here, here's my here's my argument. All right. Uh Mo Mo Wagner, 25,000. Like, I honestly, the we've seen worse. We've seen so much worse than a shove. Like, so much worse. I think I think his 25 is is kind of BS. Um, and honestly, if I'm yeah, because looking down the line, so Wendell, Gary, Mo Bamba, Franz, and Cole Anthony, um, they're at that $25,000 $25, mark. And I, I'm going to watch it again just to see how much effort, um, you know, Cole and, and Franz really put in to be able to try to get Mo out because nothing, nothing, bro. Like they legitimately just left, they, they crossed that line, that line that is the bench, and that automatically gets you. Yeah, suspended and, for the next game. You got, you got Paolo, Markel, you know, these players that were on the court. Because Markel was the one that was really deep in there yeah. trying to get Mo out. Like, he was the one that was really, really, like, he looked like a damn U.S. Coast Guard trying yeah. to get, you know, Mo Wagner out of the ocean. Like, he he was really <laughs> deep in there. Um, And, you know, obviously, he was on the court. So, 
you know, not a big deal for him. He doesn't get a fine, but I really feel bad for the other magic players. That's a, that's a pretty thing. Let me ask you this. What was worse? Mo Wagner's little push that escalated the whole thing or Al Horford's punch below the waist to Mo Wagner a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I'm biased. I'm, I'm going to say Al Horford. But listen, this this there was is a lot more. No, I, feel, I feel like there was a lot more intent. More intent. He did. Yeah, it's a hurt. And he it wasn't suspended. Like he 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 was he was ejected. Whatever. But there was no fine assigned to that because he got ejected. So that's why I, I don't get the NBA. Because if you tell me, hey, you got ejected and you get some sort of fee because of it, but I get it. A little push escalated things, but two games for that, like yeah, one no, game, I, I get I it. I don't get I get the mo. I don't get the moles. Um, I'm fine. Like I, I ejected for sure. Do you automatically get a fine for ejection? I don't. I don't even know. But you don't. Um. So here, here's the thing about Mo. Mo, in my opinion, is not a dirty player. He's not. Um. He has questionable moments where you're you're mm-hmm. kind of thinking that he is. Mo Wagner is the type of player that you don't like if he's not on your team, and you like if he's if he's on your squad. This isn't an issue. Like he's not he's not Grayson Allen. Like he's not. This isn't someone that you're 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 thinking that's going to end up you know doing something dirty every single game. Like I consider Kyle Lowry a dirty ass player. I don't consider Mo Wagner a, a dirty player, but he has his way of really bothering people. And he does it. He does an amazing, great job at it. And it's one of the attributes I really do like about Mo Wagner. Definitely tough for the team, man. That's that's a lot of money being being taken out. A lot of money, and unfortunately, because of this little streak that we're on, not playing our best basketball, we're gonna feel it on the court too. So it's gonna suck. Yeah, because I really thought the Wizards and OKC were games we could win. Because after that, we play Memphis, and then we go up the West Coast. Uh, you could know how that goes after that. So. Uh, let's see, man. So I, I don't know. I don't know where to stand. Do I stand in, in in my mindset from last week where I was really believing, hey, we're making a push, we're coming back, we're making the play in, or now I'm like, I don't know, uh, we're going backwards here and going back to the tanking route. I, I don't know. How are you feeling when it comes to that? Do you really think that we can still bounce back? And so right now we're what thirteen and twenty three, so ten games under five hundred. We got close to forty seven games left. I think it is. Uh, we can still put a run together and make it happen. But what is more likely to you at this point? The Magic making it to the playoffs, or the playing at least, or falling short and just playing the lottery game again? I mean, the the path of least resistance is the Magic not making the playing. Like, and we, we've talked about this before. In order for the Magic to make the playing, a lot of things have to go right. Um, right now, it it's we, we had a... A small period. You know how, you know, like the eye of a hurricane. I feel like our winning streak was the eye of the hurricane. Like it was, it was, things were crappy before, before getting into that win streak. We got into the winning streak. Things are amazing. People's mindsets were starting to change. And then, you know, win streak is over and then disaster. Um, and it's going to be even worse because now with these two games, we kind of already get the sense of where that's going to end up falling. Um, and then we kind of have to bounce back and kind of start over in a sense. Um, so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I I it's it's looking really hard. Like I'm rooting for the magic. I'm not rooting for us to tank, I'm rooting for us to be able to make the play in. Um, but a lot of things have to have to happen. One of those things is Jonathan Isaac being back and being able to be a really big contributor for the team. So yeah, yeah who knows where 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 that's gonna end up falling. I just hope we see him at some point. <laughs> 
Yeah. All right. So now we're going to get into our hot takes. So early on, on social media, on our Instagram account, we asked for hot takes, your wildest hot takes for the Orlando Magic for the season. And we're going to read um, some of the few that, that really, really stood out to me. This first one comes from Moose Huerta, um, who says Magic's development timeline coincides with the potential of Luca free agency, hence the mostly higher. Is this is is the hiring of coach most? Our development timeline is this all a ploy to be able to um, get Luka Doncic, Luka Magic to Orlando? I hope. I'll take. I yeah, hope. right. That wouldn't that wouldn't be bad at all. Listen, it makes sense, right? Luca has talked about this numerous times. How he used to love the time that mostly spent with Dallas. He was one of his closest friends uh, from the coaching staff. Um, and not for nothing, man, the Mavs have not done a great job building a contender. If you ask me, they, they 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 had a great run last year. They made it to the Western Conference Finals. I don't know how that happened, to be honest with you, because I really thought Phoenix was going to come up on top and, and, and make it instead of them. But I don't see them building a team that is strong enough for him to keep be happy in Dallas. So with that being said, the Magic keep doing all these right things, building, staying young, flexibility. Who's to say? The time comes, 2024, 25, whatever it may be. Lucas says I won out. The Magic throw it all for this guy and keep building. Dude, can, um, you, ma- can you imagine a six-foot-eight point guard already with your big-ass team? Like, Can you imagine that? It would be ridiculous. It'd be unfair. That would be the dream, man. That would be the dream. That's for sure. Although I don't like his antics. I will say I, I respect his game. <laughs> But his antics, I don't. Man. I don't like his antics against the Magic. When exactly. I'm watching his antics against other teams, I'm a okay with it. I'm okay <laughs> with all of it. But I mean, his his nasty game that he had of 60, 20, and 10, 60, Incredible. 20, 1, and 10 was insane. Um, I I didn't watch the game, watch the highlights, and watching the highlights, my mind was blown of of the things that he was able to do. So it, it'd be fun. Um, I I think that with Coach Mose, you you at least guarantee yourself a conversation. Mm-hmm. And just from a respect factor. And I think at the end of the day, if if you're able to get a conversation um with this free agents, like it's 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 an opportunity, right? Um you're if you're able to bring them to Orlando, show them the the really nice, fancy, expensive training facility that we now have, like that that at least gives you um, you know, the opportunity. That's all you can ask for. That's it. All right. So this next one comes from David. David O. Valentin, 85, who says, Afro Palo ain't it. Is it time for him to go back to the Braves? <laughs> I think it is. Um, it's funny because like you, when I saw him coming out against the Lakers with the Afro, he, he looked different. I'm like, oh, here we go against LeBron. Big game. And not for nothing, man, that arena was packed not only with fans, but also media members. I think there were some ESPN media members in there. So just all around, the hype of this game was tremendous. And what a flop it was. Um, but then again, it continued in Detroit as well. So, yeah, man, I, I like the look. I like how he looks even taller than what he is, even stronger than what he is with the Afro. But it's not. It's, that's not it. Go back to the yeah. whatever it was we, he we was need, working We need the braids. Before. It was working, man. It's yeah. working. Listen, I, I, I feel like um, like in, in a lot of these NBA players, they, they kind of have that thing that works for them, the, whatever it is that they consider lucky. Their morning routines, their whatever it is that they wear. Um, homie, the the braids were working. Let's get back to that. Let's not let's not do let's not do the fro anymore. It, it didn't work. 
unless you can get a good game with the throne, then we can talk about it. But let's revisit that later when we're not trying to make the plan. Um, <laughs> this next one comes from Escoso Fresco, who says, Markel isn't the point guard of our future. We need to draft one this upcoming draft. Oh, that's a tough one, but <clears throat> it depends. If you're telling me that we're drafting Scoot Henderson, cool. You know, Markel, unless we change his role or whatever it may be, I would understand that at that point. But outside of that, I don't see there's any point guards, in my mind at least, in the upcoming draft. I got to do my homework. There's a few good ones. But all of this coup, I don't see who would come in and right away say, I demand to be the point guard of the Magic because my talent is so much better than Markel Day One. Um, so that's my take. I, I don't think it's going to happen unless we got a top two pick. Yeah, I, I don't have an issue with Markel. I like Markel. He's a big point guard. I understand that his shooting is a concern. His mid-range is nasty. Like, he's he's only been back a handful of games um, I, I think that you still need to give him time financially, you know, good contract. Uh, is he going to be on the team four or five years from now? Who who knows? I guess it really just depends on this upcoming draft. Like if the Magic end up getting second pick, then we already know Scoot is in. And then from there, he's, you know, he's expendable. You really don't know how things are going to play out. But Markel, he's, he's the one player that, you know, consistently – He's going to impact the, the team in a positive way, and I, I don't think he can give up on that just yet. Yeah, I, I don't think so either, man. I think LeBron, I, I, one thing you say about him for sure is the fact that he controls the offense. He's a, a playmaker. He's doing what he's supposed to do out there. He makes an impact on the team positively most of the time. If you look at the record that we've had with him as our starting point guard, you can't deny it. Um, like I said, it, it would take something drastic happening, in my opinion, that being us winning the lottery or top two pick to say, hey, the time has come. But or I will say this too, God forbid, another injury. That's the only way I can say the magic saying we've we've seen enough. We tried, it didn't work out. Other than that, I cannot see how Markel is not the starting point guard of this team. Um, not only for the rest of the season, but also next year. Yeah. Dexter1523 says this entire team is broken and we need to start all over. What? No, stop Dude, I think I think we've been we've been starting over for like a decade, man. Aren't we tired of starting over? I will tell you this: we have two pieces, possibly four or five, but I'm going to call it two. Two guys that are better today. I'm going to say it than probably we did before over the last twelve years. I know Vooch was an All Star, but let me ask you this: if you could have Vooch All Star season. Or Paolo. So Vuce was what, 28, 29 at the time? Paolo's 21. 20. Who would you rather have in your roster today if, if you could have that all-star Vuce or Paolo going forward? Who would you rather have? Yeah, easy. Paolo. Right. Now, cool. now I, I, have a, I have a question. Hold on. Yeah. The Magic team that we had of Vuce, Evan Fournier, Aaron Gordon, DJ Augustine, that team versus the team that we have now who wins seven game series that's probably i'm probably gonna lean towards the old team just because there were more vets more seasoned um than our current guys are but not by much i think it'll be a fight um and the biggest thing here will be 
<clears throat> how consistent will Aaron Gordon be in that series and Evan Fournier? Because that's what that's what always was. When they were consistent, we were amazing. When they were not consistent, they were playing bad, we couldn't be anybody. So it's hard to say. But to my original point, you got Paolo, who, in my opinion, future thinking-wise, is better than Vuj probably ever was, even though it's an all-star. And then you got Franz. Who would you rather have? Franz or Fournier slash AG as your second kind of or third star on the team? Yeah. Franz, right? So that's one thing we got to keep remembering. We got two building blocks right now. You could add to that Markel. You could add to that Suggs. Wendell Carter, whatever you want, even call Anthony maybe. But the reality is we have we have found two dudes you can build on, not only for now, but for the future, that now you have to add pieces to. There's no time to rebuild and start over. No, no, no. You just got to keep building around those two guys and find the missing pieces that can help these guys elevate their games to the next level and help the Magic, you know, become who they're going to become eventually. But yeah, there's no time for restarting, restarting, Rebuilding again. No, like we, we're in the right direction. We just got to put the right pieces around those guys. Yeah. Underscore Brock Pierce underscore Mancaro played bad the last two games. Said it's not a hot take. That is absolute fact. We got King Nelly 24. Get rid of Markel or Suggs. Trade both our picks for an experienced all-star player. Um, No, not yet. One of there yet. Yeah, I, I do think that as of as of right now, and we we've said this multiple times, we're at the point that the Magic do need to get into the conversations of consolidating. Um, you know, it's it's a lot of people they're they're viewing at what the Cavs were able to do. Um, they're they're keeping an eye on the fact that they were able to you know make moves to get Donovan Mitchell, and you know Donovan Mitchell has been able to bring his All Star caliber play from Utah to Cleveland, um, and it's been really working out for them. Um, the Magic will need to do that at some point, but I agree mm-hmm. with you, Al. It, it is not we are not we are not there yet. Let's see what we're able to do first um, with the off season to make adjustments to be able to make this team fit a little bit better. Then you have a little more flexibility when it comes to free agency. You have more flexibility when it comes to two picks. Like there's still a lot of things that the Magic could do before you know putting all your chips in for that All Star player because. This is what ends up happening. First and foremost, who's that all-star player you're really going to target? Like, who's really that guy? And then two, what if it doesn't really work out? Like, that's that's the risk. And you're, you're going to have to invest so much to be able to make that trade work. We look at, you know, what it took for the Timberwolves to get Rudy Gobert. We look at what it took Cleveland to be able to get Donovan Mitchell. They're giving up so much. And my fear now is that that's the that's the ongoing trend. You're gonna have to give up a lot of your future. And the good thing, the the I guess the double-edged sword of that is if the Magic wanted to make a move now, they would have that Bulls pick, they would have that Denver pick, and those are still like picks that you wouldn't we're we're close to that Bulls pick, but we're we're not close enough to where you don't know exactly where that's gonna land. And that unknown is what gives that pick so much more potential. Like you don't know if it's going to be a number five. You don't know if it's going to be, you know, 13, 14, the season isn't over. So if you're, if you're in the middle of, you know, the, the trade deadline, you're kind of dangling that out to see what you're able to get, you know, the, the most value you're going to be able to get until you officially know where that pick lands is going to be at the trade deadline. 
So that would be my only my only contrary. So following up with the hot take, one that we saw this week on social media a lot is the Hawks are struggling. They're kind of having some issues with Trey Young in the locker room. And Magic fans went out there and started saying, hey, here we go. We've needed a point guard for years, a scorer, a pure scorer. Here we go. Give it all for this guy. As a follow-up to you, to this comment that we just got from, from social media, but hot take that I'm just thinking about here. I wouldn't say it should the Magic go for, but the Magic should go after Trey Young. What's your reaction to that? I'm torn. I'm really torn because we've had conversations before. Like, dude, imagine if we were to get Trey Young instead of Mo Bamba. Oh. Imagine. Like, obviously our team would look a lot different, but you would literally have – like, we're hoping Paolo Bancaro is that guy. Like, we're we're really hoping that he is. We know for a fact Trey Young is that guy. Um, me personally, I'm not, I've never been a fan of, of smaller guards. I, I haven't been. Um, but if you are going to get a young guard or excuse me, a small guard, then why not get one that is an, at least an elite shooter? Um, my fear is that with Atlanta, like we've, we've heard the issues that Trey young has had with his teammates. Mm-hmm. And how do we know that that doesn't translate over to the magic locker room? Like how, how do we know? There's players that's been frustrated with his shot selection. There's players that, you know, don't like his attitude. Like there, there's a lot of red flags that to the point that it seems the players are fed up. Obviously, their their coach is fed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I don't think Atlanta would would make that move. Um, but at the same time, you can't control when the player says, Hey, I'm I'm requesting a trade out, and then you know everything's kind of messed up. But imagine, just imagine if if the Hawks really did trade for Trey Young. They're going to ask for the world. They're going to ask oh, yeah. for everything. If Donovan Mitchell was worth X amount, you best believe Trey Young is is getting that that same. Whether or not you believe that Donovan Mitchell is better than Trey Young or not, they're going to be asking for the world. And I don't know if I'm willing to pay that debt just yet. Exactly. I mean, but I, I think we, we saw plenty of that discussion going on on Magic Twitter this past week. Um, like you said, at the time in the draft in 2018, my goodness gracious, that, that was my guy, right? Because you know I'm a big Steph fan. I'm like, hey, this is this guy's being portrayed as the next Steph, three point shooter. With the previous team that we had, can you imagine if we would have had Trey Young with Fournier, Aaron Gordon, Ji, and Vooch? Like that would have been a really really fun team to watch. Who knows? One of those what ifs, right? That we can always play with the Magic. Um, but now with the current team, it would take a lot. It would take possibly Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony. It would take, I don't even know what else, bunch of picks, pick swaps, Terrence Strauss, Gary Harris to make the salaries work. It would deplete our team in many ways to make this deal work. Now, if for some way, somehow you could say you have Trey Young, Franz, and Paolo, and Wendell, let's say, for the next five years, six years, that's a scary team in the East. But I still believe that it's not the time yet for us to play that game, throw the cards out there and say, hey, let's go for a star. I think we're maybe about a year to two years away from that happening. So I wouldn't pull the the trigger today. Fun 2K trade to make, not so much uh, in real life. Yeah, not not yet. Not yet. Hold on. Hold on to those, though. Um, but those, those were the hot takes that we got from social media. I really like all the responses that we got. We got about 50 entries, which was pretty awesome. But those were the, the ones that we liked the most. So we're, we'll look forward to kind of adding that to upcoming shows. 
Um, on that note, man, the week ahead, we got Friday against the Wizards, Wednesday, OKC, Thursday in Memphis. Um, with these suspensions, it's going to be really, really tough for the Magic. So it's going to be um, interesting to see how those kind of play out. Yeah, I think if we win one, I think we we can be happy. Uh, just because Memphis will be a really tough game. They, they can downplay their opponents, so we may be able to steal that one if we have the full team by then. Who knows? Um, but yeah, the Wizards going to be really, really tough unless Markel goes for 30. Paolo is back to 25+. plus. Uh, I mean, we got France too, so who knows? Maybe, maybe we come out and we just come out swinging that game uh, and, and win. But uh, I'll take one win. Yeah, I'll say one. I don't know which one. <laughs> I can't. I can't even. I can't even. I can't even tell you. Like, I can't. Even, maybe OKC. Maybe I don't know. Maybe Memphis. Are, they're playing too good of basketball. The Wizards. We have way too many of those players coming out, and um, I believe Bradley Beal. Is playing? I'm not 100% sure. He is sure. questionable. So he, he's questionable. After, after seeing all this, they might keep him out one more day. I'm, I'm hoping that's the yeah. case because he's especially against a, 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 a non, you know, primary roster available team like the Magic. It wouldn't make sense to kind of keep him out a little bit longer. Anyways, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll figure that out. Well, these next couple games are going to be in- interesting, um, and then we'll kind of roll out from there. All right. On that note, I appreciate everyone for listening, for watching. It's a wrap. Catch you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. For all the latest Orlando Magic news and updates, follow us on Twitter at the Ozone Pod and on Instagram at Orlando Magic HQ. Remember to subscribe and leave a five star review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.